You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another golf-related episode today, episode four. Uh, just me and Jackson in the booth. I should, I'm going to say in the booth today. Yeah, in the booth. Because it's just us two. Um Pretty big, I say big, decent golfing weekend for uh, the World Golf Championships down in Mexico. Uh, and then the Puerto Rico Open, which we'll dive into, which was won by Victor Hovland. First professional win. That was really cool. Yeah, first PGA uh, Tour win. Did you watch that? Yeah, I caught the end of it, and then I went back and I watched the highlights. Man, that was that was almost... That was almost kind of the same drama as the uh, the WGC because there's a bunch of guys right around the lead up until the very end. Yeah, and especially Hovland's birdie putt on 18. Like if it that was miss- deep, that putt. If, if that, that misses the putt. hole, that's like eight or nine feet by. Yeah, it rattled. Center of the hole, just it had to hit the back of the hole to go in. It was like yeah, it's a good. And that way. was for a par for birdie. And that was for birdie. Yeah, for birdie okay. to win by one. So yeah, he's tied playing eighteen. So it's like he he may have lost if he hit that next button, just didn't make it. But that was yeah. that was something. It was it was cool to see. But I I still <laughs> he said the his quote at the end of the round. He's like, I just suck at chipping. I really need to work on my short game. It's like I don't the only like the only highlights I saw. He hold two chip shots today. One of them was like a basic straightforward chip. The other yeah. one was like a chip that he had no business holding like whatsoever for eagle on fifteen. Yeah. But apparently something happened on 11 where he made triple, and I, I haven't been able to find video of it, but I have to imagine he, like, duffed two chips in a row. Because <laughs> if you make two chips, like, and you say you suck at chipping in a round, that I, I need to see video of It has of to be something somewhere. drastic. But still, got the job done. Got his first win. That's, uh, I'm honestly quite surprised it took this long. Yeah, I, I mean, he had a couple of chances last year, and I really thought, like him, Morikawa, and Wolf were all going to win in the same in yeah. the same season, and I was really surprised that Hovland didn't. But I mean, he he played really well. But I mean, the the talent pool, especially the guys that like this class, it's going to be it's almost going to be like what is it like that high school class of like 2011 that people talk about with like JT and Spieth and all those yeah. guys they used to talk about Smiley, but RIP. But <laughs> did he miss the cut again this weekend? No, I don't. I don't know if he's playing. I think he missed the Puerto Rico cut I, again. I love. I love me some Smiley Kaufman, but man, his it's just that's just a sad story. He's just going to become it's, the it's, it's Natty Light representative for the tour. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But yeah, it's. I think that this like this college class is going to be. Well, I guess you can't really yeah. say college class, but the like that rookie class is going to be one that Legit. they talk about for a while now. Yeah. I think back to Smiley. Smiley's going to be the Keith Stone of Natty Light. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's uh, like Smiley, it's like, and when you when you look back and when he was playing well, I mean, he played in the final group at Augusta. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? When you think final of it like that. Final group at Augusta. And so it was, it was, that was his rookie year, the Magesta, wasn't uh, it? Sec- he, he won the year before, and then he played. I can't. Remember, I don't know if his second or third year. I thought it was his second year, but I mean, that was a dismal final group too. Oh gosh, yeah, that was rough times. But it's it's sad to see because I mean he's got a great golf swing, but I think just I mean injury wise, I'm pretty sure it was his wrist. I think he's mm-hmm. still kind of struggling with that a little bit, but yeah, um, sad times. So Puerto Rico Open. I'm going to give you a 
the Oklahoma golfers the results. So Hovland won, finally got his first win. So I guess that's a two-year tour exemption now. Mm-hmm. Is it two years for Puerto Rico? Yeah, two years for Puerto Rico. And I think I can't remember if the PJ Tour uh, changed their like policy, but it used to be if you win, you win any event, then you get into you get into uh, Hawaii, the tournament of champions at the beginning of the year. Gotcha. But I think I thought they may have changed it for like opposite field events, where if you win, you don't get an exemption into that, or that yeah. may have just been like certain fall series events or something like that. That's but a Masters it, invite, though. It is a Masters invite. So, That's sick. I mean, he gets to go back two years in a row because he was back. Yeah. He was there as a USAM champion last year, and then did he win the low am? He did, didn't uh, he? Yeah, he did win the low yeah. am. Yeah, he won low am sitting next to Tiger. It's, it's a great. That's, that's a great <laughs> year. Years. That's a great year to win low am. And then he was low am at the U.S. Open at, at Pebble too. Yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, and he shot under par at Pebble. I think he shot mm-hmm. one under, two under, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's what he won his USAM, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. that's where he won his USAM yeah. too. So. Uh, so he won. Uh, Ventura played good today. Shot five under today. Climbed the leaderboard. Leaderboard T twenty. T twenty seven was Reen Gibson. T twenty seven Robert Streb. PD Uline seemed to fall off. I thought he was leading after day one. He shot, you know, T forty four. And then Michael Gellerman made the cut. T fifty eight. Bovan Pelt is back in the mix. He hasn't been. He hasn't played a lot of golf, has no, he? No, but I love me some BVP. Hunting love season is done, so Bo Van Pelt yeah. is on the golf course. He was T60, and then Alex Noren missed the cut. I assume he just wanted a vacation out of it. Yeah, probably. It's like, you know, it's like I want a free weekend in Puerto Rico. Why not? It's cold. It's cold in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with this. And then I guess WGC, Patrick Reed won. It was Patrick Reed or DeChambeau. It's like the worst two to have on the leaderboard fight it out because I, I can't stand either of, yeah, either was, one of I them. I was okay with a tie on that one. Yeah. But, I mean, DeChambeau played... DeChambeau played pretty good, but did you see his his birdie attempt on 18? Uh-uh. It was like 19 feet, and he left it four feet short. Shut up. It was shocking. Like, when it came off the putter, I was, it just, it looked off. Like, it just, it didn't look right. I mean, nothing about his putting stroke looks right in general. True. Because he stands extremely, at like, he Stiff. just... I remember you telling me one one day, like we were playing, you're just like, yeah, you just look uncomfortable over the ball. I look like I'm in a recliner compared to him. <laughs> like it was, like it's just, it just doesn't look natural. But I mean, it works. I mean, you're using you're using nothing but your For shoulders. Part, but yeah, yeah, he left it right in the heart of the hole, four feet short. So oh, it was just crazy. But I mean, hey, when Patrick Reed nearly dead shanks one off of AT&T with an iron. It doesn't really matter. So, but makes bogey wins. Yeah, he had a good stretch. Did anybody three in a row to get to two up and then something like that? Stood yeah. on eighteen with a two shot lead. Well, I mean, Deschambeau made like he birdied six out of seven and had a bogey in there. Yeah, like midway through the round, so he looked pretty unstoppable. I think he got to like eighteen under par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he got to eighteen under par at one point and just kind of fell off. But that uh, that golf course just seems like a pitch and putt with some yeah. of the distances they're hitting. Yeah, but stupid man, clubs. If it doesn't look like the most uncomfortable, like, tee shot golf course I've ever seen, I love it. Yeah. It's because it's so interesting. Like, you don't really get to see this on the PGA Tour very often. Like, you don't really get to see, like, really tight, really narrow, like, avenues off the tee boxes into greens that are pretty small. I think they're, like, ranked as some of the smallest greens on the PGA Tour. They're pretty firm. I also love that there's only, like, four or five feet of rough like just surrounding the greens and then it's nothing but just like dead hard pan <laughs> dirt around it so like jt i think it was on the second or third hole he like just he flew the green by a little bit and 
it just took off running and he was 70 yards over the green. Right. Like he hit an amazing shot to get next to the green. I think he got up and down for a bogey, but I was, I, I love that. Like, yeah. And it's just nothing but trees. So it's like also JT's, JT's left-handed little cut on, I think it was the 11th. That was just nasty. He had a rough day today. Too. He did have a rough day, but I mean, he hit some, he hit some pretty good shots after hitting some pretty bad shots. Like yeah. he was just all around scrambling, but he just couldn't, couldn't put anything together. But so he, yeah. So P. Reed wins. Deschambeau's second, one back. Rom has a decent day. Finishes three back. His day yesterday was nuts. Just sixty one yesterday with a hole in one. I don't know. Yeah, he made. Was it nine birdies, one bogey, and an ace? Yeah, that's a pretty good day on the links. And then uh, Van Royen, European shout out. He had a good week. Love his teeth. Yeah, I'm not sure he how I feel about the jumpers pants, though, or the joggers. He? Yeah, the joggers. And he's like six five too. Like he <laughs> yeah, looks all his joggers are like custom made. But it's yeah. like he. I mean, I like I like his style on and off the golf course mm-hmm. in terms of golf swing and his attire. The pants take a little bit to get used to, yeah. but. He pulls them off pretty well. When Rory finished fifth, which uh, Rory is like one round away from a one round away from a trophy. Like he's my Masters pick this year. Two weeks in a row. Oh yeah. Like he's, especially he's especially if he puts so that good. three round golf tournament, he's in. Yeah, especially if he puts that hybrid in the bag, or if he keeps the hybrid in the bag. Mm-hmm. That yeah. If you haven't seen the video of that, he just he's on a range just striping this hybrid. He's like, I hate hybrids. I'd never play a hybrid, but they built it for me and he's hitting like every single golf shot within like five yards of each other. Yeah. I don't like hybrids either. I have one hybrid and I don't play a hybrid anymore. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I think I think he's gonna be good for the Masters this year. He's my uh he's not really an, he's not really a outsider, but yeah. with his masters previous masters experience. Yeah, if he putts well if he, I don't, it's, I don't think it's a question of ball striking around there for him. It's just if he putts well. If he has a good, if he has a, a good putting week, he'll finish top five. If yeah, he win. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I'd love to see him win. Mm-hmm. Um, so a banter. Only two two Oklahoma related golfers played this week, which is is Ricky injured or something? Because he just or is he just not in top five, he fifty, or is he just I mean, not like, wanting to play golf recently? Nine of the top ten golfers in the world. No, I think eight of the top ten golfers in the world didn't come to play in this tournament. Why? I think well because um, Honda's next like, week. Uh, I got you. Honda's and next the, week, the and then swing, the players yeah, and everything like yeah. that. So it's like you're either Florida playing swing, like you have Bay Pebble, Riviera. Um, you had Pebble, Riviera, Mexico, yeah. Honda. And then the players, it's like that's five weeks in a row for some guys. So I think for them to take off like Mexico, that's a big WGC is a big event. Yeah, it's a big event, but I mean, some guys don't really like the golf course, and it's I mean, it is it's a ridiculous it's it's a ridiculous task to try and get your yardages correct. Like most guys hit every single shot with TrackMan with every single club in their bag for this week, just to figure out the yardages. Like Rory's yardages this week were a joke. Is it three eighty off the tee? Well, his drive. Well, he drove a he drove a par four times. like thirteenth or something like that. With, yeah. or no, the twelfth, four hundred fifteen yards. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Twenty feet. Yeah, and like they just, I think it was PGA Tour put out like just his yards with every club, and I think the shortest wedge in his bag was like one hundred forty two yards or something like that. And it's like okay, great. It's fun playing at altitude, Anything but when it's like that, that you're, you're just done. like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's when you're just like, all right, I'll put a 64-degree wedge in the bag, and I'm still going to fly this 115 yards. Yeah, it not make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two Oklahoma-related pros played. Abraham Anser, home event for him. Back to Mexico. Got a good week, T12. 
and then Charles Howell had more fun at the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's... Backstreet Boys event or a concert, I should say. He finished T53, shot plus three today. So he had a great time down there, just not on the golf course. Yeah, for, forget about the golf for a minute. I want to know... I want to know what his like friendship with Brian and AJ from the Backstreet Boys is yeah, like. What what that story is, like. I need Charles if you're listening. I, I mean, I, we're seeing you liking our stuff on Instagram, but if you're listening, we we need to get a little. We need to get a call in. On we need that. To, we need to get a little Backstreet story on this. Like, I need I need to figure this out because it's just I wouldn't have paired it. Like, I it's just not it's just not something I would combine. Like. At all. Yeah. Because he, he played, they came out, they took a picture after he finished his round on Saturday, and then they took another picture at the concert, at the concert. where he was a VIP. And get this, it's not like they give you like a VIP badge. Like he's wearing like a cardigan with like an iron on like decal patch. He's that part says, of the band. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, okay, one, that's a, that's a pretty big step, just putting your patches on a jacket. It's like, here's your VIP pass. Here's a cardigan. It's like, you know, that yeah. cardigan's not like $40 cardigan, you know, it's right. like $100 cardigan, but yeah. still, I was like, that's, that's, that's a pretty big flex right there. But yeah, no, I need, I need, I need more, I need more info on this story. Did he have his family with him this week? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I think, well, maybe they weren't in the picture at the concert. Maybe so it's maybe just, not. he's just having a guy's <laughs> maybe, night. Yeah, he's maybe, watch. maybe he just hung out with his caddy at the Backstreet Boys concert. That's. I will say the Backstreet Boys do do a great concert. Oh, you've saw, been to I, one? I saw them and New Kids on the Block in Tulsa back in 2012. Okay. And it was, I had just gotten off work at Tulsa Country Club. My mom was like, there's an extra ticket because she worked for a company where they had like a suite. Yeah. Um, so they had like concert tickets all year round. She's like, there's an extra ticket because someone's not going. Do you want to go? I was like, sure. Yeah, this will be cool. I was like, I mean, they're like 15 years out of their prime, but Sure. The loudest concert I've ever been to. Really? Like, I'm pretty sure I was one of only like. I was gonna say there has to be one, a bunch of middle-aged women. I was women one of only like life. one. Oh, dude, there were from 16 to like 55. <laughs> 16 to 55 years old. Like it was just jam-packed, and I was one of only like a hundred guys there. And I'm pretty sure there was like a 16 because it was a BOK Center in Tulsa. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like a 16,000 seat arena. Oh, it was loud. Like my hearing didn't fully come back until like a couple of days later. Yeah. Like it was. <laughs> But man, it was it was a great show. It was I'm a really surprised. great show. I uh, it's not it's not on my bucket list to go see the Backstreet Boys, but maybe it should be if they're coming back now. I oh guess. yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can get tour days from Ma- Chucky Three Sticks. <laughs> yes. Again, if you're listening, Charles, give us a call. I'll have to re- I'll have to reach out to him on Instagram and see uh, see if I can get some some insight on that. So, before we get into today's topic, um, how crazy was that? Peter Costas interview. Oh, that was unbelievable. Like, I, I, I didn't realize, first of all, I didn't realize he was like in his 70s. Oh, yeah. And also, he just, I, I don't care what I'm going to say, like, I'm going to speak the truth because that's now I don't have a contract. And oh, he just yeah. laid it out. Absolutely loved it. Like, I've been waiting for an interview from somebody like this. And the fact that it comes from Peter Costas, who worked for CBS, who is arguably the most criticized network when it comes to golf coverage. Yes. I loved it every minute of it yeah it was it was extremely insightful too because it gives you a pretty good look at like what the television business like in terms of covering a golf tournament is and i mean you know it's intense and you know it's there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes but he didn't hold back he basically just eviscerated some of the coverage at riviera this week yeah and it was 
what he said as well, it's all for money, that's all they're geared towards, and then he kind of pitched his own idea, which was yeah. we should actually record golf shots or now. Mm-hmm. Well, and also they said the reason that they didn't have a lot of shots is because they don't have cameramen out there. Oh, yeah. There's, There's like, a yeah. lack of cameramen on the golf course. Yeah, he was like, do they have enough? And he was like, not even close. And, I was yeah. like, yeah. and they just cut back. I mean, that was the thing. Like they, they talk, He talked a lot about just cuts that the network had made, and they were cutting like – I mean, he said, quote unquote, like Hall of Fame guys, like some of these were actually like Hall of Fame, like cameramen, other guys, if they had a Hall of Fame for like their particular job, it's like they'd be in it. But it's like, you can kind of tell. They just contract and work out because that's kind of how I've been been around like some events back home and that's how they do it. They just put a put a contract out and say, hey, we need guys for this. Mm -hmm. Can these guys use a camera? Yes. But have they do they have a lot of experience at covering golf events? No. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's tough. And like some of these guys, like a lot of the guys that do like grunt work, they're just hired for a week. Like yeah. they just come and do like an internship for a week. So you're getting like college guys to just come out. Driving the around. TV guys around. Yeah, driving carrying the TV the guys. Mic. Yeah. Just basically like holding the, holding the, uh, the camera cables behind the camera right. guys and driving them around and stuff like that. It's, it's, it was pretty insightful and honestly not surprising, but. I was I was shocked when he was talking about Patrick Reed. Oh, that that was the shocked. That I've I listened to that portion probably four or five extra yeah. times just to just to see because I mean, one, if anybody is unfamiliar with the Patrick Reed situation and everything that happened back in the Bahamas at Tigers tournament, one, if you're a golf fan, where have you been? Yeah, and, true. And two, it's like you need to just go back and watch it for yourself and gather your own take, but. Yeah, he he basically talks about Patrick Reed, um, and if you haven't seen it, Patrick Reed back in the Bahamas, he hit his hit a tee shot into like a, a waste area and takes a club behind the ball, and he just takes a couple practice swings, just like moving, and you can see him brush away sand behind the ball, and it's not like he just did it once; he did it twice, and just doesn't even the cameraman's right behind him, yeah, zooming right in on everything. Him. Like I mean, it's like egregiously like you see so <laughs> much sand tunnels. moving, and yeah. it's like. It was the most shocking thing that I had seen like live, because I can't recall anything like that ever happening live. No. The only time, the only other thing that I can think of was, um, man, and all the golfers' names escaping me, but like Harbor Town, um, I can't remember who who the player was, but um, player I think is like tied for the lead or like one off of the lead, mm-hmm. playing eighteen at Harbor Town, hits his second shot left of the green in like the marshland. And he's getting ready to, he's getting ready to chip and he's in like the hazard. So this is back when like you couldn't ground your club in a hazard or anything like that. He's getting ready to chip. So he takes, he takes a practice swing and he clips this like reed. Oh, I remember that. That's right behind the ball. Yeah. So he clips the reed that's right behind the ball, calls the real official over. But he called it on himself. Yeah. Calls the rules official over and he's like, okay, if it's, he's like, if it's, um, not embedded, but if it's basically attached to anything within the hazard, you can hit it without a penalty and it's right. fine. Like as long as you're making, as long as you're taking your stroke. Will goes, picks up and it's, it's loose. So he's like, yeah. All right. It's, it's a, I think it was a one shot penalty. Yeah. Or but he had actually penalty. called it on himself. Yeah. He called it on himself. No one else would have seen it because yeah. the camera angle is from the other side of the green, right? Yeah. You couldn't really. No, it was, s- it, was, oh, you it could? was right behind him. Oh, okay. Like, I'm thinking of something again, else. Again, I don't know. I don't know how the cameraman got behind him. It was like, he's in a marshland and the camera guy's yeah, just right behind him. And so. But that's the only other time where I remember seeing something live where I was like, whoa. I was like, that's like in terms of a rule situation. I was like, that's that's tough. But this was just. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's all that 
most people in golf have talked about. If you talk about Patrick Reed, you're talking about that event in the Bahamas, and yeah. you're talking about everybody who else has talked about it. So, so Carlos uh, Costas comes out and basically says that's not the first time he's actually seen Patrick Reed do that, and he said that his kind of trick, I guess, is what Costas was saying, mm-hmm. is that he's in the rough. And he gets a club and puts it down behind the ball, and then like he's five, like, six times. But he also gets like a bunch of different clubs, and then in the end, he's gone from where he should be hacking out sideways to hitting a three wood out. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the clip too. It was a, yeah. Ironically enough, it's from a golf tournament that he won because it was the play, yeah. it was the playoff event at Bethpage at the Barclays. I think he was playing like the par five, thirteenth, yeah, something like that. And I saw the shot, and it's like he still hacks out with a three wood, but but he gets a three wood on it. Yeah, he he gets a three wood on it, and it's funny because he even says like the the audio is the best part because he's uh, I think Gary McCord asked him, he's like, hey Peter, he's got a three wood. He's like, what does he got with the lie? He's like, well, from the lie that I saw, it's like there's no way he's going to be able to get this to get this club on the back of the ball. And now and having he, that context, of yeah, like listening to it again, I was just like, wow. But that was he said, I've only I only know about the two, but he said like up close and personal. There were four times that he's seen him improve his lie. That's so and one bad. was like one that was one at the Barclays, um, where he said yeah. that's the only time he's ever had Gary McCord shut up before, which I find is hilarious because he just he he never he doesn't shuts up. shut up. But yeah. I love Gary McCord. The sidebar well, both of them together are amazing. Yeah, the sidebar Gary McCord and David Faraday. I've missed their back and forth on CBS, especially during the Masters, because it was just so good. Yeah, like going from one to the other. It was genuine as well. And then you have Peter Oosterhaus on there too. And then you have um, Vern on sixteen, just calling mm-hmm. shots. Like I loved, love all that. Okay, but back back to the other talk. But he said the other time he was in a tower. Um, at Torrey Pines on 16 and he said it's like the lie was so bad and the shot was so difficult he was like yeah there's there's no way he gets this close yeah. he said by the time Patrick Reed ended up putting a few clubs behind the ball to see what club he was going to hit he could read the logo on the golf ball <laughs> from, was, the t- from the tower yeah from the tower I was like goodness but he's like yeah I'm not going to I like I like that he basically just like threw it out there what he saw but he's like I'm not going to define intent yeah, I mean that's that's up to him. He doesn't know if he's doing it. He's not gonna speak for him. But from what he saw, it's like it's that's man, it's just bad. It's a bad look. It's it is, and and then back to the point where like there's when he says there's not enough cameras out there. Well, no one really is gonna see it. Yeah, unless you have someone with a camera that they've brought themselves that they're gonna video. That's what should happen. If someone mm-hmm. should literally just follow Patrick Reed Brown every single <laughs> yeah. round that he plays. The memes that are coming out now, where it's like you see a rules official, like there was one on eighteen today. Um, Reed's getting ready to chip out sideways and it's like you see a tree and then like behind the tree you can see the brim of Slugger White's hat <laughs> and it was it's the funniest thing it's like Slugger Slugger always close by keeping an eye on P. Keep Reed keeping an eye on P. Reed that, that, was, that was a good one I, yeah. I like that one but even Brooks Brooks's interview with uh, he was doing all his like PGA Championships oh, yeah. uh, like media obligations yeah. and stuff Said he was like playing in the sand or something. Yeah, he's like, he don't know what he was doing, building a sandcastle. Building sandcastles. And one, I completely disagree with that statement. He was taking down a sandcastle. Taking down a sandcastle. He sand, wasn't building right. a sandcastle, but he was just like, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, I love how he was like, yeah, it's like, I've been out for three months and I can tell when my club brushes sand. He's like, it, it is what it is. He's like, yeah. did he cheat? Yeah, probably. But and he even goes, even say, it's like, his statement is like, oh, or no, he, he compared it to the Astros, which is like, oh, that's just, that's a whole that's other, a whole that's a whole other situation. That's, that's for another podcast. But 
he basically is the GM of the Astros. So it's like, no, we broke the rules. It's like, we didn't cheat. It's like, well, if you break the rules, it's technically cheating. But yeah. I mean, it's just, it's something. And it's then not he, a rule, but it is a rule, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's anyway. like, oh, we didn't cheat. We just broke the rules. It's like, yeah, that's what the rules are for. Yeah. If you break the rules. Bending the rules. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. It's so tough I guess luck. today's topic, which kind of came from what Trey was talking last week about him you know, we did the history of Lincoln, and if you haven't listened to that, go back because it's amazing history of it. Some great, great notes in that one. Um, but Trey was saying that he used, you know, worked at the car barn at Lincoln, and that's kind of his experience of the golf course from a young age. And that got me thinking to, you know, we've all worked. I mean, all four of us have, but it's just me and you here today. We've all worked yeah. at a car barn or at a golf club, at a country club on the car barn staff and if you're a golfer it's like the easiest job in the world and you get free golf out of it for the it's most one of part the best and worst jobs you could have like on on yeah. the golf course because one some of the perks you get like free Depends golf on where you're at yeah free practice and play it's one of the best but also just i'm not going to say it's back-breaking work because it's not like we're like laying concrete foundations but it's just nothing but grunt work and we just like, you collecting get, and cleaning clubs you get all day driving golf carts around you get just by harassed i mean you just if you're picking the range you're just getting pelted with golf balls because that's all that anybody wants to that do that was my favorite job when i worked at the golf oh, yeah. course just like sitting when, in the range cart collecting golf balls yeah like for when, three hours when i worked at oklahoma city it's like that was that yeah. was one of the ones that I loved because one that was the best range cart because it was a whole wire mesh oh, like yeah. cart like it was steel reinforced gotta love it yeah it was like a tank you can get hit in that it's not gonna phase no you put some headphones care. in get a podcast going you get a really good playlist going you don't care you yeah. just do that for three four hours and you're you're good as gold but some of the other golf courses that I've worked at <clears throat> not not so much yeah not not as nice of a not as nice of a cart. But we'll, uh, I think for this next, I guess, however long it takes us to tell some stories, uh, we should probably not include any names. Yeah. Names of, uh, of people involved. I mean, I don't know what the statute of limitations <laughs> I is. I mean, all these people are probably going to tell stories about have been fired. So that doesn't matter. But just pretty much, yeah. Anyway, for people listening, we'll be yeah. Safe. We'll I, be safe. uh, so I was a cop, I, you actually got me my job. Yeah. At Oklahoma City. At Oklahoma City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was there. I had a great time. Probably still going to get some hours in this summer, I think, because the golf course yeah. has just reopened. It's a great, it's a great club to work at. One because the atmosphere it's really fun. Uh, the members are great, but he, like the staff, like all the way down from Tim, the head pro, and Brad, the assistant head uh, professional, and the assistants that were at least there when I was there, when you were there, it's like yeah, they were great too. But even even the guys that are there now, I mean, you, you get a pretty good rotation of guys that are doing PGM program and guys that are going to be there for a few years, but. Even the outside staff. Well, they gave us good food. food. I'm, I'm like partial really to some good. good food. Yeah. The pe the pizza Sundays. Food is great. Pizza Sundays were great. Brad bringing, uh, I guess Tim bringing in, uh, what are the donuts? Krispy Kremes. Uh, Krispy Kremes. We got some Hertz donuts. Yeah. We got Hertz donuts there. There was, or even Daylight, Daylight Donuts. Members, we're, whenever they come in and they're just like, oh yeah. I mean, we get random members bringing in pizza, get them bringing them donuts yeah. on like Saturday morning. Or if like during... The best thing was during the uh, during the football season, the OU football season. I mean, college football season yeah. doesn't really matter, but most OU 
uh, most of you home games, if there was a member who was a season ticket holder who didn't want to go, there's like, you want my tickets for today? Yeah. It's like, if you opened, most likely you're going to get to, it's either if the weather was bad yeah. or if like the opponent was like a division three team that had no business coming to Norman, you were going to get you tickets. You tickets. And I, I think I went to, I think I went to two, two OU home games, mm-hmm. uh, just by getting given tickets where I was sitting, where I had no business sitting. Yeah. And I think I either handed off or like directed the member to another guy like three or four times. Right. And it was well Thunder it. tickets love too. It. I've had plenty of Thunder tickets. Yeah, Thunder darn. tickets is another one. Yes. Yeah. You got you best best just hope there's an event going on in the city that they have other obligations to go to because you're mm-hmm. gonna get some tickets. I uh funny story recently I usually pop in to say hello to everyone in the pro shop every mm-hmm. now and then just uh grab a can of a coffee, wander down and get a coffee and leave. And I popped in this week or I guess last week and obviously the golf course has been closed for a year mm-hmm. so like the only there's like two or three guys working outside doing whatever it is the range is open now mm-hmm. everyone's in the pro shop so and i was like i'd come from i was dressed quite nice i had like dress shoes on jeans and like a button i was dressed much better than i usually am when i go to the golf course. look like you're going to dinner and yeah. grab a drink at the, at right. the men's so grill I, so i walked downstairs right with all the employees are having food and it's like fairly early in the morning but it's like 10 to 8 when they all eat. So it's mm. packed. So I walk down and I grab like a styrofoam cup and I'm like, oh, this like prime rib. I'm going to grab a couple <laughs> of chunks, right? So <laughs> I go and like there's this woman in line and and she's like loading her plate up. And I was like, I just kind of made a comment. She turned to me. She's like, who are you? And I was like, who are you? Like I just like threw it back at her. She's like, no, like what are you doing here? Who are you? I was like, oh, I work in the, go- work in the golf shop. Bearing in mind I haven't worked for like 13 14 months yeah and then one of the security guards sees this and comes over and like grabs me and is like who are you what are you doing here and i was like i, I got to a point where i was like is this like are you playing with me is this serious like or, or, or like because i probably come and go into the pro shop like once every two weeks yeah right and obviously these people you know the, the lady worked down at the fitness center and the guy's a security guard never sees me come into the yeah. to the employee entrance so mm-hmm. i always come down through a pro shop mm-hmm. And that was the first time that's happened, and I've been going back to say hello and grabbing a drink or grabbing a coffee and just, you know, popping in. Yeah. And that was the first time it happened in, like, a year that they were like, oh, you actually don't work here anymore? Oh, you should probably not do this. You're not allowed to be down here. <laughs> and I just, I was like, yeah, I still work yeah. here. I work upstairs yeah. kind of thing. And I, mean, like, I mean, like, rightly so. I mean, <laughs> the security guard was doing exactly what he should have been doing, but... It's like still, it's like I, I walked I back into it. the pro shop. I was like, guys, you're probably going to get a phone call from security that's wondering why some random guy who used to work here keeps coming back to get fruit and coffee. And Gotta like love it. Gotta love it. Oh, I was like, oh, I guess because no one ever. I mean, if I walked in dressed like a bum, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. Yeah. If you walk in the employee one, right? Because you've got people working from outside staff to i mean everyone walks in there right people if are grind, ground screw yeah. but if you walk in dressed kind of nice you kind of stand out so yeah, i guess like, that was my doing? issue yeah yeah so i grabbed my prime rib and left yeah strategy was played all wrong on that yeah one. i know it's probably you should dress like you're just walking in off the street i'm like there's the only been one welsh guy that's ever worked here and it probably is going to work here and it's me so if you yeah. forget me next time i'll i'm just going to come with my welsh but i thought that was it just hit me by surprise. I was like, I probably shouldn't keep coming back in now. That's like oh, my yeah. uh, that's my lot. So that was one of the other one of the issues that we've had. I say issues. One of the encounters I've had at the golf course recently. Yeah. But I did ask. I said to him, "Look, I'd love to come. Like, if you want some help this summer, I'd love to come get some. You know, get some hours in and and ultimately get a round of golf out of it." Yeah. 
And because I haven't worked there in so long, I have to reapply for my job. Oh, I don't doubt So it. I have to go through the whole process again. <laughs> HR yeah, and all that. I'm probably going to start out at $8 an hour and start again. Which that's, that doesn't, I don't, I, yeah. I would happily volunteer to get a few free rounds of golf. Doing it for the benefit. But You're doing it for yeah, the benefit. Yeah, that was, uh, I can't believe it's gone. The golf course will be open soon. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I mean, you work there as well. Right as I started, you left. Yeah. But um, you worked, obviously, that's not the only golf course you've worked at. Yeah. So I've worked at, um, I've worked at four and I've worked at every, I mean, kind of every, I guess, what, what would you call it? Classification of golf sure. course you can think of like public, resort and private. Yeah. Um, I've worked at uh, my first golf course that I worked at uh, was a golf course back home, a city run golf course called uh, Dave White. Dave White Golf Course in Casa Grande, Arizona. And the golf course was called Dave White. Yeah, it was named after named after um, a guy who was really big in um, the city of Casa Grande in that's, terms of like that's a like public move. service and everything. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Dave White was. It's funny because I remember remember back to this like in like in junior golf and high school golf. Um, I always played. I always played. One of my best friends growing up was uh, Gary Lesser, and we worked out there together. And we played junior and high school golf together. Um, but we always called it DV. Like if we sent yeah. a text message to each other, it's like, yeah, we're going to go to DV. It's like, yeah, we'll go to DV. I have no idea why we call it why? DV because yeah. the initials are DW. Like I have no idea, but we all just said DV. Like it's, that's just what it is. So yeah. like I still, I don't know if we were just like not smart about that, but that's just what it was and it stuck. But I mean, yeah, I practiced. That's where I learned to play the game of golf. Um, that's the first golf course that I worked at actually started a week before I was supposed to because it was my spring break mm-hmm. and boss at the time was like, Hey, you just want to start early? Like, so I actually worked like as not an employee of the city. Right. Like they didn't have my paperwork or anything there yet. So I just, wrote so down. your first official day you'd worked like 30 hours already. <laughs> Something, yeah. Like my first week, like I picked the range by hand and it's a wide, like open desert range and it was, yeah, it's, it's a lake yeah, half in the range, basically, is it, in the desert? Pretty, pretty much. Like, yeah. it's not as deep because then you just run into, like, sure. Palo Verde trees and bushes and cottonwoods and all that stuff. And rattlesnakes, yeah, we'll get to that later, too. But, um, yeah, no. So, in terms of that, that was the first golf course that I worked at. Um, the next golf course I worked at was a resort called Francisco Grande. Um, it's kind of outside of Casa Grande. Um, it's, re- it's got a really cool history. Um not a lot of people know this, but John Wayne had a ranch like only a couple miles down the road from Francisco Grande. Yeah. And he lived there like when he wasn't shooting movies in Hollywood and everything like that, he would live and just work off the ranch. So there's a whole bunch of John Wayne history. Like there's a John Wayne suite up at the top of this. It's like a, I think 10, 10 story tower. It's got right. this huge deck, but they have a John Wayne suite that he would just come up there and stay. Um, and they they shot the movie Three Kings. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's Mark Wahlberg, oh, yeah. George Clooney, yeah, they still Ice Cube. Gold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. they shot that in Casa Grande, Arizona. Really? Yeah. So they shot that. We, my sister, uh, my sister and I actually, uh, friend's house. No, not friend's house. Yeah. Or yeah, family friend's house. We they were shooting the scene where they like he's having a flashback to like the wife is like holding the baby and everything like that in the house. They were shooting it in my sister's one of her best friend's house at the yeah. time, which was right across the street from the house that we were at. That's so a good movie too. we didn't meet George Clooney, but got the autograph. Yeah. Or, no, I didn't meet George Clooney, but my sister and her met him at trailer, got an autograph, everything. Yeah. It was really cool. But yeah. So Mark Wahlberg stayed 
in the John Wayne suite when that they was were a shooting early the movie. movie for him too. Yeah, ninety late nineties, ninety eight, ninety nine, something yeah. like that. I think it was nineteen ninety nine. When Clooney yeah. was actually big. Yeah. Hey, man. Okay. Not old. Love, love me some George Clooney, too. We're, we are, um, on my dad's side, we're actually distantly related to George Clooney. <laughs> Shut yeah. Up. We're actually distantly. And we found that out like a few years after we got, my sister got his autograph. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my sister still has that. I'm going to have to ask her. But yeah, we're like distantly related. I think it was, so my dad's dad. Yeah. Um, his, I think it was his cousin. Married Rosemary Clooney, okay. who is George Clooney's mother. Interesting. So Rosemary Clooney, of course, White Christmas is one of her most famous, one of her most famous, arguably the most famous film that she's been in. But yeah, yeah. So distant, really related. So yeah, kind of cool. But <laughs> nice. anyway, so yeah, Francisco Grand. It used to be the spring training home for the San Francisco Giants mm-hmm. too, um, the baseball team. If people don't know that, sorry if I just insulted you. I just assume they <laughs> don't. But yeah. I assume that you don't know it. I have no, yeah. Yeah, you're I know who they are. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, they used to spring train out there, so there's this complex in the middle. They used to have, like, four diamonds, like, four Mm -hmm. baseball diamonds around. They just had this big, like, kind of, like, walking platform that you could walk, and the coaches could see all four spring training fields and everything like that. But our cart barn um, used they basically just tore down all the walls. used to be the Giants clubhouse. So they tore down like the walls for the offices, the showers, and we just parked carts in there. Yeah. But it's also like 190 yards away from our pro shop and our cart staging area. And that's the short way. Like that's the line of sight. Yeah. So you have to drive all the way around, like roughly a quarter mile. Like, and we had to tow golf carts one at a time, not one at a time, one. but we had to tow golf carts with like a gator and tow them like six at a time all the way over to this. So if you needed to pull carts, you need to get there like an hour and a half early stage golf carts but yeah it was it was cool a lot of history but had to kill a lot of had to kill a lot of rattlesnakes in and around the cart barn because it was again in the middle of the desert yeah um and that was one of the things that i always one of the things that i always um <laughs> laugh at is that the i guess like contract or like the job description so like your normal like your normal duties like cleaning the carts, taking care of golfers, right. making sure the clubs are clean, picking the driving range, putting range balls out, um, cleaning carts up, all that stuff. Um, and at the end was and anything deemed necessary <laughs> by the by the uh, professional, which is everything. Anything deemed necessary means anything you could possibly think of. Yes. Like whenever we would close for overseeding, which is something that golf courses out here are not familiar no, with. No, we did not do that. Um, whenever we closed for overseeding, you would still work. You'd just go, um, like we painted the the signs around the golf course. Like we had these like cast iron signs that we would go and like we would paint it black and then paint the outlines copper and everything like that. So uh, you did all the ground like screw, ground screw yeah, jobs. Yeah, basically like, yeah, you worked like some ground screw jobs in the summer or not the summer. Um, you do it in the spring yeah, and, then, yeah. and then in the fall. But yeah, like did some of that. Like I've, I weed eat it around an entire pond, like on a par three before, <laughs> which is like 250 yards all the way around. So it's like, I did that, but, um, the, I'm so glad I never had to do that. Oh man. Let me tell you about it. And this I was easy. And this was like in October. So it's like, it's not that bad, but like in October in Arizona, it can be cool in the morning, but it'll yeah. be like 90 in the afternoon. In October, where out here, it's like if it gets to 90, you're just like, what's going why, on? Why is it 90? Global degrees? warming. Yeah. But the, uh, 
that anything deemed necessary also included if there was a rattlesnake like anywhere around the golf course and a golfer or a group like called in saying, hey, there's a rattlesnake right. on a green or there's a rattlesnake by the tee box. Like, can you send out someone to kill it? If the groundskeeping staff had gone home for the day. Which is at like two o'clock. Yeah. Whoever whoever was working outside, pro shops would come out there and be like, hey, you got a rattlesnake on 14. Yeah. Can you go kill it? Sure. So, and most times it's like, how would you kill it? Various different methods. Seven iron, three iron, shovel, rocks. My the the story. No the, firearms. Yeah, no firearms. Although it's it's Arizona, it's like the wild west. Right. No, yeah, pun intended. Yeah. But uh, my favorite, the the last time I had to kill one, um, we got a phone call from a golfing group that was. That sounded weird, golfing group. Uh, we got a we got a phone call from a group that was on like this fifteenth hole, and there are sprinkler controls like in their boxes and set in the ground. Yeah. Well, this one didn't have a cover on it, and there was a rattlesnake coiled around like in the box. So we got a phone call. Hey, there's a rattlesnake in this box on fifteen. Can you go kill it? I was like, okay, how am I going to kill it? It's, it's like if it's in man. the box, it's like I'm not going to try to get it out or like coax it out. I want it to right. stay in there. It's like He's I'll just happy. I'll just go get a board, cover it, and then yeah, <laughs> let it be. Yeah. But so my genius idea was I went and I found, I, I drove by to kind of see where it was from a distance, saw it. It's like, okay. So I go into the desert and I grab some boulders because there was like a pile of boulders. Also not a great move because pick up a rock and then, oh, hey, rattlesnake. Rattles. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like, I, I picked up some rocks that were about the size of like, I guess like a kettlebell, kettlebell. Yeah. Pick up some rocks, and my technique and strategy was to drive by in the golf cart going as fast as I could and just drop them into the controls. I could care less if I hit the controls or not. Right. Controls can be replaced. I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. So I'm driving like full speed. I drop these. Like I hit it a couple of times. It doesn't really do anything. Because they were kind of smaller. Is it like in the middle of the fairway as well? No, it's like off. It's like off in the rough. So you're not like holding up roots while you're driving around. And it was like July. There's nobody out there. Yeah. So I was I was driving, and I had this one this one last one. This is probably about the size, probably about the size of yeah, the size of kettlebell. Yeah. It was probably maybe like six inches in diameter. It was Mm -hmm. a big rock. Like I was like, if I hit this thing solid, it's. It's Game gone. Over. Yeah. Because it weighed probably about like 15, 16 pounds too. Right. Like it was a good weight. So I'm driving as fast as I can, going, going, going. And I just go and I just throw it straight down. And I hear it just make a thud. And I just turn out of the, like from the corner of my eye as I'm turning to look, I see its tail shoot up out and it's just like rattling as hard <laughs> as it possibly can. And then it goes and yeah. then it falls. So I drive by it like kind of quickly look inside and I see there's some red on there. I was like, Okay. Yeah. Maybe I got it. So I drive by again and I look and it's coiled around the rock, but it's belly up. So I, I got it finally. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was part of my job description was killing <laughs> killing rattlesnakes whenever, it's whenever not possible. something I want to do. Yeah, no. And I'm happy I hit it because I had one that was my last rock. That was the only one I had left to do. Yeah. But our groundskeeper, our head groundskeeper, really, really cool guy. Um had I, th- I think he's actually still there at Francisco Grande. Yeah. But he, I had to, the summer where I was, uh, or not summer, the overseeding season where I was weed eating around this pond, we had to go pick up something from the front. Like, I think it was paint. So we had to drive all the way up to the to the resort to get, yeah. um, to the pro shop to get the paint. So I ride in his truck 
it's like an old school Chevy Silverado. It's like teal. It's got like blue pinstriping. It's like got the like script Chevrolet written on the back. It's got um, a rail of running lights on the top. Really, really cool. No, it was, was I mean, it was, hey man, if you have trucks like that, especially in Hispanic culture, you take care of your cars. Yeah. But this truck, it was just sick. Like, I love this truck. All I see it drive by, like, you can't, you can't mistake it whenever you see it. It's like, oh yeah, he's going to work. So I, I ride up in with this truck and when I get in, one, I may have grown up in the desert and like, I mean, you're used to seeing snakes. Doesn't mean I hate them any less than I already hate them. Like, viscerally hate them. Yeah. So I get in the truck, put my seatbelt on, and I look up in the rearview mirror, and he's got six or seven just rattlesnake heads, like cut off, hanging from his rearview mirror, like <laughs> ornaments. That was the most, like, I mean, yeah, they're dead, but still, I'm looking at, and it's like, it's not like they're just, they're like mouth open, everything. Yeah, that was the most, like, How does he painful, get them like that? He, like, how do you, how do you preserve that? Shovel. And he just, he would just cut the head off. But yeah, well, yeah I don't, I don't know how, I mean, they, they could have been like the ones that he killed like that week for all I know. But cause our cart barn was also out in the middle or not cart barn. Our yeah. like maintenance shed was like on the golf course, but the golf course, like on the far reaches are all the way out in the middle of the desert. Cause right. this is like seven miles outside of town too. But I mean, he just hung him from there, like put wire around it and hung him and it's just there. So I was like, I just, he's I, driving this sick truck yeah, back and forth to work this, with oh, yeah. rattlesnake heads <laughs> hanging from oh, the mirror. I hated it. I hated that drive. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think for me, talking about carbon stories, I worked there for, wow, what was it? It was like the end of, it was like summer of 15 to 18. So it was like three and a bit years. In Oklahoma City? Yeah. And my first day, the old cart barn was still there. My yeah. first my first season, I guess, the old cart barn was still there. Now old. where the fitness center has been rebuilt and there's a yeah. new cart barn, it looks awesome. Old is an apt description of that. It was barn. falling apart. Um, and I remember closing my, first of all, when you get there the first day, like the one of the assistants gave me a tour and told me everything to do. And it's mm-hmm. like, and I'd never really been there. I played with you there, I think, there once. But it's like going to, the only way I described it to like my dad was... Think of like going to like country club style, like, and then literally you are the Caddyshack side of it because it's, yeah, you see all this like prestigious, like it's a country club. It's like one of the best courses in the city, if not the best course. It's like very hard to get on. It's not cheap to be a member. And then you see the stuff that like on the, from the inside, like from working there, the car barn, it's not bad, but it's like definitely not like yes, sir, no, sir. Yeah. You know, it's not. I mean, it's very, it's a very much in the sense of the word, it's a, it's a country club. Right. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it is a, it's a golf and country club. It's not just like, oh yeah, we go to swim and play right. tennis. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of members that do that. For me, it was like Caddyshack. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty much like that. But so, I mean, it's been around since 1911 too. So it's got a lot of history. It's got but, a lot of history. So I mean, it's this, in the middle of Nichols Hills. So that's very true. That's, I, that's said enough. I meet this guy and we'll leave some names off it. But if you're listening, you'll definitely know who, if you've been working there or you've worked there in the past, you know who this guy is. And older guy, and the first time I meet him, I think he's like, I, he must have like he was donning a new like facial hair mustache right because mm-hmm. he's like freshly shaved was he one of the openers in the morning sometimes okay um someone who you definitely want to open with rather than close with so um <laughs> because you close you can do anything i now know uh, you're talking about continue yes so he's like he says to the guy who's like shadow who i'm shadowing he's like hey who's your friend 
I'm like, you know, go introduce myself. And he just kind of, I'm like, oh, you know, first time meeting him, no, like, no uh, judgment or whatever. I'm like, cool, old guy, got a killer handlebar mustache, no big deal. And then I'm like, there's something not right about this guy at all. So one of the great stories of this guy is the fact that he has a criminal record. And they only found this out after they fired him. He has a criminal record in Florida, right? So whoever's hired him hasn't gone through the proper channels to figure out who this guy is, Mm -hmm. right? Spent time, like, in prison in Florida. You mean he didn't put that on the CV? Uh, I I guess not. So Mm. one of my favorite stories of this guy is there's a certain member that likes to smoke fairly big cigars. And this certain member walks out of the pro shop one evening and we're closing, lays his cigar down and half a bottle of Bud on top of the ice water chest, Mm -hmm. right? Goes back in the pro shop. This certain employee of the golf course walks up and he's clocked out at this time. The cigar is lit, right? The cigar is lit. There's half a bottle of beer there and we're closing, but like this guy who works there, who's He's clocked out, but he's hanging around for some reason. No idea why. And he's driving a cart around while he does, which is pissing people off because we're trying to close. Mm -hmm. And he just disappears. And also the bottle of beer and the cigar disappears as well. And it was like over half of this cigar. It wasn't just like, Mm -hmm. you know, almost done like this. So he comes back stinking of cigar smoke and like... With but that's like no doesn't have a cigar and no bottle of beer left. Like that's very very strange. Like why would you just go? And so the certain member comes out at the, that this time. But he, I guess he's talking to Tim in the pro shop or talking to someone in the pro shop, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Ah, oh, where's uh, where's my cigar? And my beer gone?" And I assume this is not a cheap cigar either. So that was hilarious. <laughs> but also, so what happened is he gets that was like his fifth like. One of the, I guess, short straws or fifth chance that he should have been gone way before that. Another time, one of the pros is on the radio and said, hey, where are you? And Tim's favorite line is, it's snowing at the mini range. That, man, right? whenever you heard that, you know, you know you were in for it. Yes. You know, one, you were going to get an earful. You're probably going to have a meeting later. Right. Like the entire staff, but... It was also it's I mean it's just it's just a funny line to hear. Oh yeah, so for people listening what what he, what we mean by it's snowing at the mini range means that it's perfect summer day, it's probably 100 degrees outside, the sun's shining, it's definitely not going to snow, but there are so many white golf balls on the practice area. It looks like it's snowing and our job was to clear that as much as possible and clearly the 10 of us working hadn't gone over there. So Tim would come over the radio and shout that. So he does. And we you know this certain guy goes over and I guess like 15 minutes later, there's nothing like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. So one of the assistants comes over the radio and he's like, Hey, where are you? And he's like, Oh, you know, I'm over here at the mini range. And he's like, no, you're not. You're in the middle of first fairway. What are you doing in the middle of first fairway? <laughs> this guy's just like sat on a cart in the middle of the first fairway, which you can see from pretty much every single point of the cart parking lot to the pro shop. It's one of the most exposed areas yeah. like on the golf course. He's just like, this, of all the places to lie about where you are, it's not in the middle of the... Anyway, that was one of... But he, so this guy gets fired and I guess a week later he is picked up by Oklahoma City PD because he's pushing his motorcycle that's broken down past uh, the pump off 23rd Street. 
and he's picked up by Oklahoma City PD because he's threatening somebody because I guess someone had said, hey, how's it going? Do you need any help? And he just like lost his shit. And like, not, not, he didn't, didn't attack, but like he was picked up and, and also verbally abusive. V- v- yeah. And then was uh, again put in, uh, I guess, prison or put in a jail cell for the night. So I haven't seen that guy since. I don't think he's working anywhere. Probably I not. did hear that he was working at another golf course as a green on the green staff cutting greens, which okay. I will see. But um, I have maybe, a lot more stories about that, but I probably shouldn't say. One of the other ones I guess I would have was one day it actually did snow and there was two of us working. For some reason, we were actually asked to come in. I don't know why. Probably do bag tags or bag labels. Is this metaphorically labels. snow or is this? No, it actually snowed. And this was snow. when this is when they were building the new cart pile. Yeah. So we were storing the golf carts on the tennis court. Yeah. Which was about 400 yards away from the, from the clubhouse. Yeah, right? Basically like the 18th tee. On the 18th tee. But there's two of us working. It's snowing. So we get down to the tennis courts and no one has driven anything the tennis courts are just perfect blanket of snow. Mm-hmm. Well, golf carts are rear-wheel drive. There's nobody around. Mm-hmm. So me and this other guy jump in and just start having doing donuts and acting like complete clowns because why not, right? There's no tennis poles up, nothing to hit. We just started doing donuts. Mm-hmm. Until we grab the range cart, which is front-wheel drive and very heavy, <laughs> and understeers. And I'll just leave it at that. Understeers very, very intensely. Yeah, very intensely. So, also another great, another great place is that if you you're in a cart barn wherever you are, and it has just like a light coating of dust. Mm-hmm. Oh, almost, wet. almost the same. The new cart barn's great for that. If yeah. it's wet, a lot of uh, I, I, I can't really call them handbrake turns. It's more like brake one eighties or yeah. drifting golf. Golf carts are great to drift. Oh yeah, it's like you just you get up to speed. Crank the wheel. You barely, you barely hit the brake. You just kind of give it a little tap, just yeah. to get, just to get it going, and then it'll just slide it on the gas, and you just keep going. I mean, One of uh, I'm trying so to think what else would have, what else would happen? Some of the stuff like we would be asked to do if it was like a really, really quiet day, terrible weather, or it's, you know Saturday morning football on. Mm-hmm. You'd probably get asked to do something that, like what you said, was deemed necessary. Favorite was are the do we have. Enough sand bottles that are sand bottles. It was shaft yeah. labels for members have oh, their yeah. name on their golf club. So every member at Oklahoma City has their name on their golf clubs, yeah. basically. So we had to go and check every single one. Mm-hmm. Or like the pro shop had left, like a demo club had gone missing. So you got to go yeah. through 200 golf bags to find somebody's demo title, mm-hmm. three that they haven't given back. One of the funniest times, though, was Tim says, you know, go through this, make a list. Who do we need? Who needs things? And we'll go print out, you know, shaft labels, whatever. Yeah. So it's like eight of us that do this entire job, right? So we do the whole thing. Go back to Tim, like four hours later. Yeah, it's done. All right, I'm going to check. Tim walks out, walks down like a bag store, picks out the first club he picks out, doesn't have a shaft label on it. (laughs) Like you can't write this stuff. This doesn't happen. He's Uh, got a sixth sense for it too. I mean, the guy's a he's great golfer, he but he's a great he pro too. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Hopefully, I can get my job back. Uh, I know one of the guys who used to work there now works at Oak Tree National. Actually, backed a golf cart over Tim. Were you there when that happened? No, please do tell. No, uh, don't. Yeah, you, uh, you can say a name or not. It doesn't matter yeah, to me. He's but. probably listening. He, yeah, I guess he was turning around a golf cart in the staging area. It just clipped him. Oh no, no, like, like fully, full on, okay. full on, like his back wheel was climbing Tim's calf, and just I think it was like one of his first weeks or something oh gosh. yeah um 
He worked there for a long time, but left to, uh, I guess, when the golf course closed, he's gone to Oak Tree now. So, yeah. Which I don't understand because there's two people that work at Oak Tree in the car barn and there's eight to ten people that work in Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, and that's the nice thing about Oklahoma City is that if you wanted to work outside staff, you knew you were going to get hours because they, they like having um, they like having enough guys, guys there to yeah. be able to do anything, which is... Well, we good clothes, too. Oh, yeah. Foot joy, yeah, everything. Yeah, get you some foot joys. Uh, Under Armour coats. Yeah. See, I... And free I, golf. I was, I, was leaving, I was leaving when we got the Under Armour jackets, mm-hmm. so I got to wear it, but I didn't get to keep it. Somebody I, has I, mine. I, I don't know back. where it is, but somebody has yeah. mine. Great, great jacket, though. But um, do you... Do you have any good range stories, like range card stories? I used to love I, riding that I've got, thing. I've got a good one. I, I just used to love driving around in it. Yeah. And then I would get to be like, I don't think I ever crashed it into the... Because in at Oklahoma City, you've got to go through the trees. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I never crashed it into a tree. I came very close. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't back those things up. No. Nope. You have to unhook them. So I never... I got pretty... I mean, I would drive under the trees, but never too bad. Yeah. And then... I mean, you drive close to people teeing off on the south range, you can actually drill to golf balls, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. I just used to sit in there for two hours, chuck a podcast on with my headphones on, yeah. and just zone out. Unless it was 95 to 100 degrees outside, and I was not about to just sweat in that thing. That's, that's when you just grab like the, the green towels, you just yeah. soak it. Well, I actually questioned opening up the door as put well, it, and like oh, questioning yeah. my life over staying cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it gets, not really. it gets hot in that thing, I don't really but. have any. Do you have any? So I've got I've got a really I've got a really good one. So we, earlier we talked about like that range cart being one of the best that I one of the best that I'd ever like used because if you got in there you knew you like you weren't scared of like getting hit by a golf ball. If you got if a ball hit the cart, it was gonna be loud and if yeah. you didn't have headphones in, well, it was gonna ring your eardrums. And also even though like we had radios, uh-huh. you cannot hear the radio. No, so can. if people are calling you in, you have no idea unless they have to come and get you. Pretty much. One of the other reasons I love working there, because you know that you were never gonna get bothered. Oh yeah. There's like, oh they're on the range. All right, well you gonna you going ahead and go get the cleaner and clean right. up the cars. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, so the first golf course I worked at, Dave White. So we're back in CG. Mm-hmm. Um, this range cart that we had, I'm pretty sure it was the original range cart when the golf course like opened. Um, and let me just paint this picture for you. <laughs> um, it's like like a 19 like 80 Easy Go. Did it have one wheel at the front? No, it, it wasn't a tri wheel. It was a four. Mm. Um, it had um, a what I can creatively describe as a custom like rail bar at the front for the like range pickers and it's not like the new ones where you have like two baskets on the side and then you have two baskets in front of that and then you've got another one kind of like a like a pyramid shape so you can get like a good like a good um, pick mm-hmm. radius no this one had four baskets and they're all directly in front so it's just like one line of one line of these baskets again like original yeah but um, and the uh, casing on the side of it was a net that had a zipper that you would, you know, essentially zip down to protect you on both sides. And it had like a plexiglass windshield. Not good for hitting golf balls into. (laughs) So the plexiglass windshield, when I got there, had multiple cracks, like all the way across. Yeah. And it had like a hole from when a golf ball just like punctured through it. it. Because I mean, in the Arizona sun, if you leave plastic outside, it's going to get pretty brittle the netting that you should zip to protect you had a broken zipper so you couldn't <laughs> zip it closed and again 
the Arizona sun, it just bakes down on netting. Right. The netting isn't like super strong. There's like some like holes in the netting to where. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is me painting the picture. There was one summer where this range car just progressively kept getting just worse and worse. Like we had to perform like surgery on these baskets. Cause like the wire baskets, just you hit a rock or you hit a bump and they get caught and they'll just bend and uh-huh. all this stuff. Um, so we had to kind of just perform little like surgeries and stuff on this range cart. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've been hit by a golf ball on that thing. Like just, like just driving sideways um, so basically, basically just driving left to right on the, on the range, picking up balls because it like, I've been hitting the leg, I've been hitting the side, been hitting the knee, the yeah. thigh, the ankle, Did the you wear ankle, a crash helmet? the ankle was the worst. No. Cause the netting at least was okay up here. But I mean, <laughs> it was, it was, great, like, yeah. it, was it was wide open. It was, it was basically like, if it was like shoulder and up, you're okay because the netting was close enough to where right. unless it came in on an angle and took a bad hop and went up you were fine. It's just from like the chest down. Yeah. Is you were, you were relatively screwed. And the seat in this thing was like cracked beyond all belief. So it was not comfortable, but you just had to get it. And it was gas too. So, I mean, an old gas cart does not run super efficiently. Like you step on the gas, takes a minute to go and warm up. Pushing a, pushing a bull picker up. Oh yeah. But so there was one summer where like the netting just kept getting worse, got hit a few times, and then the windshield just would lose more of it every time we went to where eventually towards the end of the summer, there was no windshield on this cart. <laughs> and it wasn't like, and I mean, this is a this is a municipal city golf course to where yeah, it's like you have a budget. There's no budget. Yeah, if you have a budget, like you have a budget and it's basically like minuscule, like there's nothing to it. Yeah. We could not order a new plexiglass screen to put on the range cart. So it was basically, okay, you pick the range after we've either closed or like in the morning or we'll close the range for a little bit. Well, it was like a Saturday and the weather was perfect, which surprise it's Arizona. Right. But the weather was perfect and the range, which was pretty wide, like the teen ground was like a hundred yards wide. It was just littered with people. And we had this big like wooden bin that was probably like, six feet wide by six feet deep by like three or four feet tall mm-hmm. that we would just dump range balls in. You would just open it up, fill your bucket, close the door. Sure. Like we had, there's so many could hold probably like 20,000 golf balls. Like so, so many golf balls. Best, best part about this too. We washed those range balls in an old cement mixer. We would put the golf balls in there. We would spray it, put a little soap, spray it more, dump them out, put them in like milk crates, take them up, dump them in this thing. Loved it. It was so jerry-rigged. It, I, I loved it. But, Not like a $2,000 bull washing machine oh yeah, you have no, now. Like, I mean, most of the, and these golf balls, some of them were like, they're the golf balls that would just be, well, an off-white shade. They weren't quite white, but they'd be an off-white shade, red stripes, and just say range on them. They were those range balls. Yeah, they were not you, like they the, not like the pinnacle range balls. Yeah. Although we did get some new pinnacle range balls, but they just get mixed in, and people would steal them and go play with them on yeah. the golf course. Again, public golf course, but in Casa Grande, Arizona. Um, but we go in this thing, and there's so many people on this range this day. We're almost out of golf balls in this thing. I'm the only one there, and there's like, we need you to go pick the range. And I was like, yeah. can we close it? And there's like. There's too many people. We can't close it. And it was like, just, there's like, just drive, just drive left to right. 
It's like, it'll be fine. I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Except for all these people. It's like, guess what? It's like, they love hitting they at the range car. Me. Of course they do. It's the only thing And I thing don't you have do. a windscreen. And on this range, it was shorter left to right than it was front to back. Sure. So the best way to pick it was going from the front to the back. You were going to get the most golf balls. Yeah. So I had to pick a driving range in a range cart that had almost no protection to it whatsoever with no windshield with like 35 people hitting golf balls. How old are you at this point? I was 16, I think. (laughs) That's even better. 16, 17. Yeah. I, there was most, like they made an announcement over the PA system. It was like, please don't hit at the range cart. Um, Which is basically putting not, a target on your yeah. back. Saying, oh yeah, oh, like yeah, there's not a windshield it. on it. Please don't hit the range cart. You'll endanger our you'll endanger our car barn staff. Yeah. Whatever it was, and I was like, cool. You could just tell them, hey, don't hit for 15 minutes. Let me get enough golf balls to like right. take care of these people. And I swear there was just like, like 10 year old kid, and I just see him hitting drivers. And he's just wailing away on drivers. And after he hears this announcement, I <laughs> kid you not, I almost lock eyes with this kid. And he just gets his grin. And I'm like, bring it on. Let's go, buddy. Yeah. It's like, if you hit me, I'm getting out of this cart. I'm not scared of you. You're going to run. <laughs> Ten-year-old child. It's like, I'm in a cart. You're 10 years old. I could run you over and I could pick you up. Yeah. So he hits a few drives. Again, 10 years old. Not Skimming. that he's not yeah. Tiger Woods. Right. He's not accurate. He's going left and right, but he connects with this one and it just flies and it's flying right at me. I turn the wheel just a little bit and goes through the back plexiglass like little window that's maybe yeah. like a foot by a foot. Goes through that. I stop, I get out, and I just stand there and I'm looking at him and he puts his driver in his bag picks it up and he has like half a, he has like half a bucket of range balls left picks it up walks over to his dad on the putting green and they take off and they leave stay down was, a 10 year old child oh yeah because i was just like dude i mean it was it was head level yeah. and i was maybe only like 120 yards out i wasn't very far so i mean he was only 10 years but i mean this kid peered it like he was tiger woods oh, yeah. hitting a stinger trying to find the fairway like when i hit you yeah, like when he hit me, except he hit it, he hit it a little bit more flush. But yeah, it was yeah that that range cart, man, so many, well, so many close There's calls. So many and so stories many, like, that we spots. can't tell. Oh yeah, that's the bad thing. My favorite though, uh, we had our cart barn was a little less nice than the cart barn at Oklahoma City, the even new the one. old one. Oh really? Oh, the old yeah, one was the old, falling the, apart. The, the our old one was basically just like a. T- I mean, if I'm washing golf balls in a cement mixer. That, that gives you a good enough. idea, but was it I, like the one at Tin Cup? Did you have a, a bug to clean to pick up golf balls down the range? Oh man, that I wish. Then I wouldn't have been so scared. Yeah, but so we have this this range cart or this not this range cart range cart stories over this cart barn. It's it's also this our ninth hole was like a little dog leg to the right, and our range range our cart barn was like in the dog leg. Mm-hmm. This thing would get pelted with golf balls all the time. And sometimes you just see somebody just putting carts away and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to hit the range because it would make such, right. it was just made out of aluminum, just like this, just like an old like aluminum building, like almost going to fall over if the wind blows too hard. Yeah. So there was this old grinder that was in there um, just for just like grinding down parts or anything like that. Cause I mean, you'd, we'd have like a mechanic Wedges come out bouncing. and like replace. Wedge yeah. bounces. So we would have a whole bunch of old, 
old golf clubs in there and there was an old like ram wedge and i remember my buddy gary and i we'd just come back from like romping a cart in the desert like we would normally do if we didn't have anything to do or just like sneaking out to go play like six holes on the back nine which is actually was almost encouraged there's like yeah if it's dead just go out and play a few holes and come back no big deal honestly easiest job i've ever had one of the best jobs i've ever had at a golf course but um we came back and I was like, you know what? I want to grind down a wedge to be so sharp on the leading edge. I want it to just like cut through a golf ball. So I'm like grinding this thing down over like 10, 15 minutes. I get it so sharp that I really, I think I could have cut like a prime rib steak. Like <laughs> I could have just like cut right through the middle of it. It was With so sharp. Shout out to Ram Golf. Yeah, shout out to Ram Golf. So I go, I go over to um, like our chipping green, which is right next to our driving range. I get a golf ball and I'm like, okay, I, I want to hit and see if I can yeah. hit a shot with this. So I hit, I try to hit the golf ball and the wedge just sticks in the ground. I mean, like I'm swinging, my hands come off the club and I look back and it's just stuck. Like any like attack is attack You were position. not sweeping the grass. No, I was one, not sweeping the grass. Yeah. And I was like, all right, can't take a divot with this. Next swing, I'm like, I'm going to try to hit it thin. I hit a golf ball. Golf ball didn't fly. Golf ball was stuck halfway. <laughs> like the club was stuck halfway through the golf ball. One of these, uh, one of these range balls. Oh yeah, one of the range balls, yeah. and it was a wound range ball too. So it was just like rubber bands coming yeah. out of it. It was yeah, that was fun. We tried. We ground down like the face of a driver to have no grooves on it either, and mm-hmm. that thing just could not get off the ground. Yeah. It was like an old, like I don't know, like a Wilson, like. Yeah would be considered a tiny three wood now, but it was a driver had like eight degrees aloft on it. Yeah. yeah that thing did not get up in the air. To but. the, uh, to the range cart point of view, mm-hmm. uh, and this just come to mind. What do you think has the, like, who do you think has the best local range? The best local range? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a really good question. Are we talking like public, private, just anybody? Ah, anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For Obviously, anybody, at country clubs, you're going to get better golf balls. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just thinking. But anyone if listening, we, if, if you, yeah, if, if we're taking it, that's to. that's a really that's a really good actually question to put out there. Um, because Hefner's good, right? Hefner's very wide. Yeah, Hefner's very wide. You have a lot of space. I mean, you have multiple teeing grounds. So don't have, have as about. many targets as you could yeah. for as much room out there. For I the, wish there were more targets. Yeah, for the space, I think Hefner's is probably the best. Yeah. Because you can go out there with 100 people and you're still going to find yeah. a spot. Lincoln's terrible. Yeah, it's there's just a lot of up, but I mean... There's it's, no real like targets at Lincoln either. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's really fun to hit drivers and fly them onto, what is if it, 36th Street? north wind, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, the other day I went out, I think it was last Saturday, and I almost, or last, it Tim, was Monday, so yeah, it was uh, Memorial, yeah. no, not Memorial Day, that's in President's May. Day. President's Day. Yeah. Yeah, I almost hit a Mustang driving on the road. I absolutely just ripped one and I flew it right on the road. It was maybe about three car lengths behind <laughs> this Mustang and it was a convertible too. Yeah. I had no idea why a guy was out in a convertible <laughs> in 50 degree weather when it was almost raining. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a fun one. But I, I really like... Um, I haven't I had really, balls on Golf Club uh, Edmund yet. Yeah, I really... They're not bad. They're... They're either like you get Titleist, like the Titleist range balls or like Pinnacle range balls. Okay. Those aren't too bad, but I think I like uh, Galardius range. Yeah. The most. Because I, I think that. you get you get some really good targets for greens. Sure. Um, and there's a lot, and it's it's a wide driving range too, but you get, there's multiple targets to hit out hit out to at the various distances that you want. Right. Um, 
I like I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good one. And they've they've got a pretty decent practice facility too. I mean it's yeah, wedge area is really money. good. Money yeah, their wedge area that's on the back, like by their teaching sure. area is great, but And then I guess public would be would be half uh like yeah. Hefner. Yeah, I would think I would think Hefner. Yeah. Because I mean the most the most that I've spent the time at Although, you know, it kind of, you know what? Actually, I take that back. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go to, I'll say Kicking Bird. Because of the lights? Yeah, because you can, you can go out there until like 10, 11 o'clock at night in the summertime, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun. And you get some good targets there, too. Yeah. Now, granted, like I think it's Danforth is off to your left, so yeah. don't hit the ball too far to the left. But I think it's a good driving range. I mean, it's the closest to my house, too, but right. that, that taken out, you, I think you have the ability to go out there kind of whenever you want mm-hmm. and they they have a really cool deal where they give you like a range key where this is they give you like a little fob that you i think you pay like 65 bucks and you get like 30 buckets of oh balls, you just load credits like onto yeah it. and it's oh, just nice. you just scan it hit like one bucket or large yeah. bucket or small bucket so it doesn't you know? have to be like a member of staff out there yeah golf or no it's i think it's i think you pay like 130 dollars and it's 65 buckets of balls yeah it's something like jason smith would know all about it yeah but, Jason, we're gonna have to have you confirm that, but yeah, yeah it's it's a pretty good deal, but yeah, and I like in in the Tulsa area, I like Tulsa Country Club's range too. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. Tulsa's great, and in La Fortune Park, kind of same thing as Kicking Bird. It's like mm-hmm. it's as wide as it's as wide as Hefner, sure. but it's lit to where you can go out there. Yeah, and they have a lighted par three course too. One of the uh, one of the things the range used to do back home, like the, there was, I say range, more of like one of the only public golf ranges back home. Uh, obviously, it was night lit as well, hit off mats because grounds soaking wet. They used to put out like like Santas, like wooden statues for you to hit at <laughs> in the winter. So just Which like was little, fantastic. Little yeah, but they weren't. They were like six feet tall, like oh, wooden wow. Santa, like a wooden snowman, like a Christmas tree. They would legit, and they're just boards of wood, right? So you'd yeah, have like, like plywood just yeah. standing up. Yeah, okay. But the, so they were really fun. And when you're a kid, they're like, I want to hit one at Santa. Oh, yeah. But he's like legit, like four foot wide as I'm well. So you could Santa's easily hit it. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I would love to own a range. I'd yeah. love to have one out here. If you can get the land and get the those lights for floodlit stuff, that's not cheap. But yeah, it's not. That that would be one thing that like I yeah. would love to own a range. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be sick. Especially one, especially one that you could get some good target. Like, kind of make it almost like a top golf in terms of like you have a bunch of targets at different areas. Yeah. But throw some lights up. Get some good range balls. That'd be awesome. As long as the teeing area is nice, people will come out. But yeah. Well, I think that's. I mean, that's all I have. Yeah. I've I've got one other one other story. Because we're we're at an hour and fifteen minutes right now. All right. Well, this one will be quick. So. <laughs> People listening, yeah, people like, listening are like, oh my we're gosh, already awake, Jackson, man. stop yeah. talking. Keep but running. No, this would be quick. So I don't know if you have like experience with like member tournaments or anything like that, or just tournaments yeah. in general at your golf club. Yeah. It's like most the times boomerang in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So it's like you're getting there at like four in the morning. You're setting up Leaving bags. You're midnight. setting up carts. Yeah. It's basically like from dusk till dawn. Yep. It's like whenever the, whenever the golfers go out, you sleep in the bag room Pretty for a much. little bit, get some sleep, go out. So we had... We had an event at Tulsa Country Club one summer. I can't remember what it was, but it was an all-day thing. It was a two-wave thing. You had morning wave and an afternoon wave. So I got there. I think it was at like 3.30 because the sun was coming up at like 6 o'clock, and they mm-hmm. were going off at like 6.45, 7 yeah. o'clock. So I had to get there super early, set up all the carts, range, everything like that. But I also had to meet the guys from an Audi dealership um, who were bringing the hole-in-one prizes. So at 
Tulsa Country Club, uh, there's the ninth hole, it's a par three, and you have the uh, 14th hole, it's a par three. Yeah. So this is what these two cars, they had an Audi SUV that was going to be sitting on the ninth hole, and then you had this Audi A5 convertible that was going to be sitting on the tee box of the 14th hole. Yeah. So for... Um, insurance purposes, like the insurance companies and everything, like they'll put up the money for this stuff. Like Somebody's got to sit out there and watch. Yeah, so it. somebody sits out there and watch. So yeah. instead of having to work for most of it, so for all day, I get to sit at a hole. So there's like, what hole do you want to sit at? The ninth was one of the farthest ones from the golf court or the from the pro shop to where if I needed water or something like that, people would run sure. stuff out of me. So I chose the 14th because it wasn't too far away. And plus, I was like, it's an SUV, whatever. Yeah. This Audi A5 convertible was unbelievable. Like it was, it was like the touring edition. So yeah. it was big, it was cool. Uh-huh. And I was like, cool. So I took it off and I could just like sit in the car or whatever. I had the keys for it. Cause I like helped park it when they right. got it out there. So I'm sitting in this Audi a five convertible for probably like eight or nine hours. It was a, it was a summer day in Tulsa to where air con on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I couldn't turn the car on. Oh, I get so mad. No, couldn't turn the car on. Yeah. And it was black leather. It was, it was great, but the convertible top was down. And it was a beautiful summer day in Oklahoma to where there was not a cloud in the sky. Zero wind. No wind. And it was like 95 degrees and the humidity was like 75%. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a great experience. After a while, I was just like, somebody get just me come out get here. me out of here. But... Didn't see any hole in ones, but the the nice thing was I did get to drive the Audi yeah. back up to the back up to the pro shop. And I was like, all right, better than driving a golf cart. Yeah, better than driving a golf cart. Didn't have to didn't have to unload bags and mm. put carts away and everything like that. And I actually got to leave early because I was like, yeah, you sat out there in the sun forever. And yeah. I don't think I got any food either. I was supposed to get like a lunch. Never got any never food. got lunch. Big miscommunication. Never got any. But yeah, that was that was probably my worst experience working there. But. Yeah, I've loved every golf course that I've worked at. From it's a good job. Pros, staffs, everything. They've been amazing. One of the things at Oklahoma City, like not many of the people working there when I worked there played golf. Yeah. Like I was like, there was like three of us out of like, I say three, there was probably about five of us that like legit played. Mm-hmm. And I by far took more advantage of that than anyone else. Oh, yeah. There uh, were there were two guys when I worked there. I think I think Mark. Which actually, worked, yeah, Mark. Yeah. yeah, you worked with. Yeah, I played a yeah. lot with Mark. There was another guy, Jake Harris. Um Really good buddy. Uh, he actually he caddied for me in the stadium yeah. um, when we played there. But yeah, we we would go out and play. Like if we opened up together, it was like, mm-hmm. all right, we're playing golf after right. we're done. So we go play eighteen after. But yeah, I played definitely played one of the best a jobs. lot of golf. Oh yeah, in definitely terms in terms of the benefits of getting to practice and play there. If I would have had that job in college, whew, yeah, it would have been. You might have won a diff- golf tournament. Might have won a golf tournament. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it at that. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We'll figure that out. Um, there's Honda coming up this week. Yeah, the Honda's this week. Hmm. Yeah, and the web.com was off last week, so I don't I know where they're... So. They may be back stateside this week, but yeah, the yeah. Honda Classics this week. We'll figure that out. Hopefully we can get another Oklahoma win. Yeah. That'd be good. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, if you have cart barn stories of your own, send us a message. At this is Oklahoma Golf. is our golf series Instagram page where we just post results and talk nonsense about Oklahoma golf and stuff like that. So yeah. follow us there, and we will see you next. Uh, yeah, catch you next Tuesday. Yeah. Cheers. Peace. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. 
For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.